This episode of the CineScare podcast is brought to you by the Ugly Mug Coffee House in Burbank, California, the friendliest coffee house in town. Scare podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I have been referred to as a goddamn national treasure. I'm Joe Jans. <laughs> yeah, you are, Joe. And with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Biscati. I'm just a super fan, Mark Biscati, not even close to what Joe is. Thanks for chiming in with that. And <laughs> film critic from <laughs> JoeBlow.com. Jimmy O, Mr. James Oster. I yes, I'm here. Yes. Excellent. Thank Excellent. You for I, think, me. I think we're all here. I, I am partially here. I have COVID again. Uh, I caught <laughs> COVID <laughs> in October and then I caught it an uh, a month later. And uh so my voice is kind of in and out. So if I sound stuffy, if I sound nasally, that's why. Uh but and then and then of course forget you have to forgive joe as well he's not feeling so great i don't think he has, we don't know if he has covid yet it remains no, to be I seen think I'm just i i get like this about this time every year it's just some sort of winter cold your your sick voice sounds the same as your norm it was like i feel like this all the time <laughs> uh all right well um this is Thanksgiving. This is, I suppose we could call this our Thanksgiving episode, right? We, we should call it our Black Friday episode. Oh, it is our Black Friday because it's coming out yes. on Black Friday. That's true. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, well, thank you for that segue, Joe, because it just so <laughs> happens that my book, the Kindle version of my book, is on sale this week, uh, starting, well, started today through next Monday for 99 cents, the Kindle version. So you can't beat that. Go Just go buy it for 99 cents then you'll have it and you can read it on your kindle and uh if you have a kindle or the kindle app or your or your your uh tablet or whatever so anyway that is but this is also our uh thanksgiving episode so i have to say i'm very thankful for you guys oh thanks i'm hearing a little uh echo i don't know if anybody has their speaker on but i'm hearing a little echo if you guys one of you guys could yeah, fix I'm hearing that. it too is that me yeah oh, i think it's you you don't have headphones on oh i don't okay hold on i can um you can click uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> you can click well, while james is doing that um also uh our uh Cinescare shirts are 15 dollars right now i just checked uh a couple that? days ago i don't know <laughs> they're fifteen dollars a t-shirt. Ooh, I got, running I got one. In that case, everybody jump right out your window and well, no, you don't have to go anywhere. Just get on your computer and oh, Joe's wearing a Cinescare shirt. Mark is wearing a Cinescare hoodie. 
the the Jaws one. Uh, but yep. all you have to do is get on your computer, go to www.sinuscarehorror.com and look for our merchandise, $15 t-shirts. You can't beat that. So all of this for Black Friday, but our Thanksgiving episode, and I have to say, I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for the three of you and our, our bi-monthly, is, is this bi, I guess you could call it bi-monthly, right? Or is it, is that called bi-weekly? Bi-weekly. Bi-month. Bi-weekly, yeah, sure. Is bi-weekly every two weeks, or is that twice a week? I, uh, yeah, I think the technical term is just every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, every two <laughs> Thanks, weeks. Joe. Every fortnight. Yeah. Every two weeks, we get to come on here and entertain places like the Philippines, the UK, France, Bel- Belgium, Belgium, and, of course, the good old US of A. So those of you outside the United States, I guess you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, but here in the United States, this is Thanksgiving week. This Thursday's Thanksgiving. So uh, what, pray tell, Joe, have you watched this last couple of weeks that were uh, not theme related? Um, I actually, as you guys know, I've been uh, going off the reservation and watching classics like uh Cool Hand Luke, Godfather, Godfather 2. Last night I watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, But anyway, as far as I want to say work-related, Cinescare related horror-related, what was that? Now the name escapes me. The Cabinet of Curiosities. No, not not the theme. Oh, oh, Pearl. Uh, Pearl. Oh, yeah. Pearl. Yeah. And uh, that was okay. Um, I, Matt, you called it. You didn't think I was going to like it. And I mean, I liked it. I just, I really don't see what the hype is about. Um, kind of along the lines with X, I was expecting a much either bigger payoff or a bloodier movie or more stuff throughout as a, a prequel, but still it's the second movie that's been released. Um, the, the thing that I liked the best, unfortunately, was the ending credits when Pearl has that horrible smile plastered onto her face for at least four minutes straight. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to spawn memes and gifs for d- decades, I'm sure. But um, yeah, the rest of the story just seemed kind of OK. I, I barely would consider it horror until... You got into the last 10 minutes, but uh, I know you guys liked it. So go ahead and mm. tell everybody why I'm wrong. Well, you're not wrong. I, I, I just, just really, I, yeah, I, I, I just really enjoyed it. It had a, like a little bit of a Wizard of Oz uh, feel to it. Um, you yeah. know, the colors were so bright and colorful and it, it was just such a different movie than what we got from X. And I, that's what I liked about it. It was yeah. just completely. Completely, it went a different way, and Mia Goth is absolutely just beautiful and wonderful to watch, Amazing. and and such a such a great scene when she's at the kitchen table with her uh, sister in law, and she does this monologue, and it's just the emotions coming out of her was mm-hmm. just wonderful, just wonderful. It's, it was just a different film, and I and I loved it for that reason. I mean, I don't think it's better than X by any means, but this could possibly be in my top 10 of uh, the year. It's yeah, just different. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's a character study, basically. Yeah. You know, there's not a huge plot to it, but there's uh, it's a character study. And I love that character. Um, 
and getting two Ty West films in the same year is is fantastic because he just he spends you know there's so much gap between his movies. But uh, I mean, X is probably my favorite movie of the year, and and wow, uh, really? Pearl, yeah, uh, and Pearl is. I, I would say probably top 10 too. Now I might not include Pearl in my top 10 list, uh, which we'll be doing in a few weeks um, or, you know, a month or so. Um, I probably won't include it just because there's so many this year. It's such a strong year. I, I, I was looking at my list because I've been compiling it. And I mean, I have to go all the way back into like number, like the, 30th rank before I find a movie that I just didn't like, you know? Wow. So there's just so many, and I, I don't know that I could take two places in my top 10, but reasonably, if, if I was just to say my straight top 10, Pearl would probably be top 10, top five. And, uh, uh, this one I thought, and, and I, yeah, I thought there was horror throughout. I mean, she kills the, well, I don't want to say, but I mean, yeah. there, there was, I thought there was horror throughout the movie, not just the, at the end. Um, so my, my taste, I'm, you know, I'm, I got spoiled. I watched Terrifier 2 and that's the bar <laughs> that everything. Needs to be <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's what you're judging it against, but, um, but no, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a great character study and uh, uh, just an interesting little diversion that, that I, I thought really, and I agree, it looks beautiful. The colors and everything. It's the most colorful horror movie I've seen, you oh, know, yeah. uh, maybe I, I can't, that I can think of. Um, it was, and, and uh, the, that monologue, I agree. I don't know how long that monologue was, but it was at least five minutes maybe yeah something like yeah, that something like that and it was um it was fantastic and i i thought mia goth is just she's become rapidly becoming one of my favorite actors of this generation and uh so what a, what a thrill this this year i i mean x i just is one of my favorite horror movies of i in the last decade probably it would probably be yeah. in that in my top 10 for the last decade so um yeah, yeah i i love it and uh and yeah. And Mia Goth, I believe, co-wrote and co-produced uh, Pearl. Yeah. Pearl. Yeah. With Ty. Right. I, I you like, know, oh, wow. I'm going to say I actually like Pearl better. I mm. actually love Pearl. I Because there was something about that that performance that just blew me away. I, I Pearl is one of my favorite movies of the year. Easily. Easily. Yeah. X would probably be too. It's just, it. can you imagine some dude, okay, we're going to make a trilogy and release mm -hmm. them a few months apart. That's insane. That's they, no is there a third that. one they're making? Yes. Yeah. About yeah her younger, the, the, her, ver Mia Goth as, as, as Maxine. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, I, 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 dude, I would, I'm already in line. I can't wait. Have they, no, have I, they already filmed it? Did yeah. they film it back to back to back? Yes. Oh my God. It's When's crazy. that one coming yes. out? Uh, pro I think January. It's I think early in the year. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, Ty West got seriously ambitious with this, and luckily, yeah. it off. I mean, he had what uh, House of the Devil, mm -hmm. and then it was some years before the Innkeepers came out, and yeah. then I can't remember yeah. what came after that. But it, I mean, it, he usually takes several years in between his movies. But yeah, he and does. I love he the Innkeepers. The Innkeepers is just one of my favorites. 
Well, it was just a case of like, well, they were there. They they had the 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 all everything set up, and they're like, well, let's write a movie. Okay, sure. That's literally how they figured it out. Well, and they, I think they got into a creative rhythm and yeah. just went with it. And that, I think yeah. it's just, it's it's fantastic. So Mia's, I didn't realize yeah. that there was a third one. Yeah, Mia's amazing. I, I adore that woman. I adore interviewing her. Oh my god, I love her. Love her. Yeah, I I waited till the end because like maybe they were gonna do another trailer for the third one, but they didn't do it. I was like, ah, dang it! I, I wanted to see a, a trailer. It would have been. Great. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. This says uh, Maxine will be released in the fall of 2023. Oh, oh, oh okay. fall! Oh, fall! Damn. We have to wait a little bit. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Oh wow. Damn year. Damn it. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Joe, anything else that you watched that was non-theme related? No, I was. I, we had a very oh, yeah. big assignment, so I yeah. spent most of it just trying to, <laughs> yeah. to digest. Thanks, Mark. All of that. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome, guys. Jimmy, what did you watch? Did you watch anything that was a non-theme related? Well, you know what? It's Technically, it's, it's non-theme related. It's not necessarily horror, but kind of fits into what we're talking about is uh, I saw uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and it is a goddamn masterpiece. Hmm. It's a, it is one of the best films I've seen all year. It is beautiful. It is tender. It is heartbreaking. It is scary. It is brilliant casting, beautifully done. The music is phenomenal. It's, it is superb. It is absolutely superb. And I, I, Hats off to him for 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 creating a, a a different take on it that doesn't feel so different from what we've seen before. Yet it's about not judging the ones we loved and, and, and you know loving someone for who they are. And ah, excellent film. Ex- I cannot recommend Pinocchio enough. If you can see it in the theater, I recommend it. But it's going to be on Netflix in a couple of weeks, so I I'm going to watch it again and again and again. It's going to become. Hey. Have you, there are a couple of new ones coming out that I'm interested in. Have you seen Wednesday yet? And have you seen Violent Night? Uh, no and no. I have not okay. seen it. I was supposed to cover Violent Night, but something happened and I couldn't do it. So I've heard okay. my buddy saw it and loved it. So I'm hearing great things about it. And I trust my, Which one? Uh, Violent Night. My buddy, uh, my, my sound scary co-host saw it and he loved it. So uh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. Yeah, me, me too. too. Me too. Uh, Mark, what did you, anything non-theme related that you watched? No, no, I, 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 I just watched Pearl and then I, uh, went into, uh, anthology. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did have a few that I watched, of course, getting COVID again and well, I only missed two days of work last week and then, uh, this week I, I was off anyway, so I've had little else to do, but watch movies and stuff. So, um, I did capture. I finally caught up with Fall, which mm. I have. All of you guys seen Fall? Not yet. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, so I I saw I watched Fall. We rented it the other day, and uh, this is probably it's one of the most stressful movies I've I've seen in a really long time, and it, it plays upon your fear of heights. I would love to talk to somebody who doesn't have a fear of heights uh, to see what they think, because it is kind of a dumb movie overall. You have no fear of heights. No, I actually enjoy him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and and I forgot to mention, I did watch this again too. I showed it to my wife. uh, So yeah, I just, I mean, I think if I wasn't afraid of heights, I'd probably not like this movie because I, I I think the story's kind of (laughs) dumb and their Mm -hmm. relationship is kind of dumb. Entirely agree. And then then there's something at the end that happens that, that 
uh, I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it, but doesn't make sense or or at least I like it feels like a cop out. But um, mm-hmm. but but I I can tell you this that that uh, the 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 playing on the fear of heights thing it was hard to watch. It was one of the hardest things I've watched in a while, and we Michelle and I were both just like palm sweaty and like oh my god so. Uh, that part of it, if you have any fear of heights at all, or even just a normal fear of heights, uh, that most people have, you know, I mean, most people can handle getting up on a ladder. Most, I don't know that many people would be okay climbing up onto a radio tower like that. And so if you're somebody that has a reasonable fear of heights, I think you'll find it pretty stressful. And I, and I watched it at home. So this was, this was a great case study because you two, Mark and Joe, you both saw it in the theater. And so one of the things I wondered is because I didn't get the chance to before it had already left the theater. And uh, so one of the things I was wondering about was whether or not it would have the same effect. And for me, it did. I, I was, I was stressed out in this thing. So definitely Um, worth checking out. Um, Yeah, I will agree. It is. The movie is a one trick pony. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. But that one trick. Yeah keeps me on the edge of my seat for about an hour and a half yeah sometimes it's all you need sometimes yep. it's all you need man uh i also watched the uh what was it let's see oh satan slaves 2 communion the sequel to satan slaves uh that came out in 2018 and this one was pretty good it's a it's definitely a creepy kind of ghosty thing like the like the previous satan slaves it's not I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I that but if you didn't care for the first one, you might actually like this one better. There is one scene involving a, an an elevator that is absolutely masterfully done. Um, uh, the sequence, the editing, everything was just masterfully done. Um, but it it's uh, it's an interesting and I, and I and I, I love the culture. It's you don't see many Indonesian films. Um that especially horror films. And so it's interesting. It's a very different, it's a completely different culture in a a Muslim culture for horror is, is not, you don't see that as often. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it, but, um, you, you know, your mileage, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but, and then let's see, there was something. Oh yeah. Of course, Pearl we talked about. And then today I rented a movie called piggy. Oh, I want to see, I've heard that. I've heard, heard good that. things. Heard yeah, good things it's really, this is strong. And this one is v- v- most likely going to be in my top 10, uh, maybe even top five. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a oh. really good one. Very strong performance by the main girl. An, a bullied, overweight teenager sees a glimpse of hope when her tormentors are brutally abducted by a mesmerizing, mesmerizing stranger. So it's, it's uh, I you know, I think... It's I give it four cuts. I think it's a really good movie. I think it's a great movie actually. I there are there's part of me it's hard to you know how it is when you see a movie and you and you and you see what you would love that to do and it doesn't quite go there, you know, I I could see it be a much more brutal version of this movie and I think it would be more effective, but 
you know, you got to judge the movie you're given, not the one you hoped for. And, and so I, in, that's just a quibble. I think it's a really strong movie, great performances, excellent direction. And, uh, I think it goes in some directions that you're not expecting. And it, it is definitely a revenge film, but it subverts the revenge trope a bit. The bully revenge, uh, trope is subverted a bit and it's kind of, um, well, you got to see it. It's it's an, an, a very interesting film, and I think one of the better horror films in a in a really strong year of horror. And I I'm telling you, this next few weeks or month before we get into January and we do our top ten episode, it, it, we're gonna I because I, this time of year they're always dumping the horror films that you didn't see or that were festivals and they get wind up on streaming. And, and so I, we, we picked up a few last, last year during December, we saw the stylist that I think wound up on all of our top 10 lists or mo- mine and Joe's at least. I don't know. I think maybe Mark, I'm not sure. Um, and then advent calendar, which was one of my favorite movies of the whole year. I didn't see until like the, the very end of the year. Um, and so they, they, there's there there's some really interesting movies, including Violent Night, that's going to be coming out, um, and some others as well. So uh, great! You great guys year. should look for uh, a bloody uh, Christmas, bloody Christmas. Is that what it's called? I think that was really good too. That's another fun uh, one. It's when's that very- one coming out? I do not know, and I'm going to check in a minute because I call it I caught it at Beyond Fest, and I was just. I, I didn't know what to expect, you know? I thought it'd be, like, just this kind of dumb little stupid movie, and it was really fun. Joe Bagos has directed mm. it, uh, ooh, December 9th. So that that one's come, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. It's a rock and roll horror movie, and it's a blast. Loved every minute of it. So Nice, nice. Yeah, good stuff. You will like that one, Joe. You will like okay. that one. It's like right. Chopping Mall with, uh, like, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it's right. Yeah. Up That's Excellent. your movie. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that coming on December 9th? Is it theaters? Or I believe streaming? theaters. I believe theaters, but okay. probably, probably a mix of both. Probably a hybrid. Yeah. Okay. And Matt, what, what, what is Piggy going to be on? Piggy, or is that... Piggy is on, it is, I rented it on Amazon, so it's available okay. for rent. I don't know. Okay. I don't think it's streaming anywhere else. I think it's just for rent. So, um, okay. before we get onto the theme, did anybody else happen to watch the Walking Dead series finale? I did. No. Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Were you yeah. as disappointed as? Oh yeah. I w- I would hope you would be. Well, <laughs> I, I think um, I I haven't watched it since like the season after Negan came in, I think I, I, we made it through that next, that season. Yeah. And then we were just done. But, um, so I didn't know a lot of what was going on or the characters or anything. Of course it, it, it amazed me that I really didn't think I missed that much, you know, like I, <laughs> I kind of got the gist and then it feels to me like it, it wasn't so much like this is one of the seminal television shows of this golden age of television that has been here in the last decade or so. And it was one of the big ones right up there with Mad Men and Breaking Bad and, and Game of Thrones. And this is how they send it off. Like it, it, in a way it's sort of fitting because that's sort of the way they handled the show. But I also think 
they're not really done because they've got uh, another show coming, yeah. you know, two more, three. two or three. Yeah. Three and spinoffs. Three spinoffs. And isn't Rick oh in one of them? God. I think Rick yeah, is there's in the, Rick and Michonne are in one. Yeah. Uh, Negan and Maggie are in a second. And then somehow Daryl uh, is in Paris. That's the well, third uh, one. Oh my God. In Paris. Are, in are Paris. these are these movies or are they going to no, be series? No, these are series. No, series, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm not in. No, you way. know what? Can I tell you guys seriously? Like, I'm such a Romero fan. When The Walking Dead first aired, I watched part of the episode. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. That really was my. I did, it was good. It was well done, but I just didn't care for some reason. It didn't I rather just go watch Dawn of the Dead again or Night of the Living Dead or even even pretty much all of his movies. <laughs> I I loved The Walking Dead all mm. the way until the season after Glenn got his head bashed in. That's my and favorite I season. Knew... Just kidding. Well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I read the comics. I I read mm. the comics all the way until the end, oh, and wow. so I'm I'm happy with reading the comics. the The show just went nuts. It just went nuts, and I was just done with it. Yeah, I mean, I've one seen... of these days I'm going to rewatch. You know, go through it, but. I've seen every single episode. I've read every page of every comic. Mm. And I've even read the series of novels that offshoot from it for the governor. Yeah, and yeah. I I could have thought of four different ways they could have ended this story that would have been 10 times better than what they did. Yeah, uh, it felt to me like they knew they weren't really ending it. Like it, it's it it's going into whimper s- instead of yeah, a bang. Probably, it's, yeah. it's it's going off into all these spinoffs and mm. it's not really ending, you know, like even no. the actors, when they were talking to them before they had this red carpet thing, they were all sort of like, no, we're still working. <laughs> Most of them anyway, yeah. or a good <laughs> yep. number of them. We're like, we're still yeah. going to be doing this. It's, you know, they it wasn't like a show that's ending and that everybody's got all tears because they're not going to see each other again. That kind of thing. Mm. It's not, you know, it wasn't like that, but uh, I felt like the show went off the rails around the time Negan got there. And I, I felt like that whole Negan thing with, I mean, that's from the comics, right. And, and, and Negan killing, um, what's the guy's name again? Glenn. Glenn. Uh, that whole scene was done perfectly awesome from yeah. the comic books yeah i think the problem they had was they ended the season before before they did that if they had yes. ended the season before by killing glenn like that and left everybody left and and then you know he goes into the trailer with rick and if that had ended that season it would have given everybody the whole summer to recover from it talk about it build up anticipation for the next season instead they cut it off as a cliffhanger and then started their next season with that act which was hard i mean i think they lost a lot of the people from that and i and i think if they had just positioned that in the previous season as that click cliffhanger it would have it would have been more palatable but anyway yeah you're you're 100 right and what they could have even done or was just bash Abraham's, you know, headed and then ended off of that and then start off the season, the next season with a big holy shit moment and bash Glenn's, you know, headed. They could have done that way, but leaving that cliffhanger lost so many viewers, pissed off so many people. No, I think, I think people, bad taste in their mouth. I think the reason that having them do it, the first episode of the next season, 
uh, it didn't give people enough time to process it, you know, and that was a, that was a fan favorite character. One episode, one scene. Right. I I think that one scene killed the show. Right. Well, if that didn't, there was six more seasons of downhill slide with (laughs) poor character development. Well, that's true. Half-assed everything that actually killed the show. Yeah, that's true. Wow. I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch it. No, I don't. Good. Yeah, Although, I think I'm good. Season one, it, right? I really liked season one a lot. I really okay. loved it. Frank, one's great. That was Frank Darabont's yeah. season. Yeah. They, oh, okay. they booted yeah, him yeah. after that, and then it became something else. Season two, I didn't care for. It kind of. I that was. I love season two. Yeah, loved I didn't it. care for season two, but hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, and well, here is anthology. Here's a segue. <laughs> Here's our, uh, our, our, <laughs> I love those little transitions. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, our super fan, Mr. Mark Biscati, uh, tortured uh, us. His th- last th- pick. <laughs> his last pick. His until last pick. In this no moment. more. No more. <laughs> until mid 2023. Yes. <laughs> Brian, get your pick is ready. It, is this really going to happen? I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have we'll to probably think take about a it. vote at the end of the episode. We'll have to take yeah, a vote. Maybe we'll yeah, take, we'll take a vote at the end of the episode. Um, do, a, do a poll for the fan or the listeners to have them decide. Mark, so Mark I'm going to vote for you. I promise you. I'll vote for you. Yeah. I, uh, even okay. though these movies suck, I, I'll vote for you. I'm going to vote for you to not pick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Mark. Tell us the pick that you did and why you chose these movies. Why in yeah. God's name, why? Why in yeah. God's so, name. Here we go. So, Anthology Horror, I picked this topic because of the Netflix series that was that uh, one of our listeners, uh, D, shout out to D, uh, told me about. And it got me, it's the cabinet of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking of Creepshow and uh, on anthology films like Twilight Zone, the movie. So instead of my original pick for erotic thrillers that I think everybody wanted to <laughs> to watch, um, I went for uh, with the anthology uh, horror films. So we're going to start off with The Cabinet of Curiosity. It's a horror anthology streaming television on Netflix brought to you by none other than the great Del Toro, mm-hmm. uh, who co-wrote two stories himself. Uh, they are a combined eight horror stories in this series running about an hour each. So the first episode is Lot 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, veteran Nick, played by the wonderful Tim Blake, purchases the rights to an abandoned storage room lot. Uh, desperate for funds because he's in dangerous debt from dangerous people. He finds a German uh, seance table and three volumes of demon summerings. Uh, this was directed by uh, Gilmore uh, Navarro, I believe. And uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of the first one there? Uh, th- this was probably my least favorite, but I didn't I didn't dislike any of them, but this was probably right. my least. I liked all of these episodes and when i saw this one i thought wow this is really good and it, it made me want to keep watching so i yeah. i did enjoy it i uh and i always loved tim blake nelson and uh who was the other guy i can't remember the other actor now but um sebastian roca how do you how the hell do you pronounce his name sebastian roca 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 something like that yeah no something like that yeah, he's I'm, great though i like be him. butchering a lot of names but it, here. i i thought it was a kind of creepy didn't it wasn't that satisfying but it was i thought right. a, a strong way to start it um 
nonetheless, the I thought every episode after it was was way better. Yeah, um, I agree. But by far, yeah, by far. But mm-hmm. even so, it was good. Oh yeah. So, Joe, what do you think? Um, I I didn't understand why you why this is last on your list. I mean, I too, I liked them all, but I really enjoyed this one. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's it's in the top echelon of it. Um, huh. Like I, was, I said, it's not that I disliked yeah, it. I yeah, thought I, all I of get them, it. I thought all of them were so strong. I mean, one of them had to be your least favorite, I guess. But yeah, sure. so this would be my least. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I the story grabbed me. I, and I got to say this much. I was thrilled that they put this one first because it was the shortest of all of them. Mm. And I was lulled into that, you know, false sense of security. I'm like, oh, this is going to be you know, a half an hour each will be done in no time. Uh, no. So if they were, um, you know, you've put the longest one first, it's, it, you're going to have a different opinion, but anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. I had no idea where this was going. I thought this was going to be like a, almost a smash and grab type of thing, but, um, the whole volumes that he found in there and the seance table, I was, I was captivated. I, I really enjoyed this one. This was very well done. It, it, it held my, well, it's only 34 minutes, but it certainly held my attention. Yeah. I loved, I, I loved when the lights kept going out and you would just wind up that like power yeah, that, thing. Uh, the light at the end of the hall. And turn, yeah. yeah. It just, yeah, creepy. the settings were just everything. It was creepy as all get out. I mm. really enjoyed it. Yeah. No. It James? set the tone for the rest of the series. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I didn't, weirdly enough, I didn't love, for some reason, I and I really generally loved Tim Blake Nelson. I didn't like him that, I, I liked him, but I, something fell off for me about the character. Maybe it was a character I didn't really like, I didn't really connect to. But I, yeah, I, I it's, it was ultimately, I, I really like the, the themes and of all of these episodes. And I, I think this was a good start. I think it was a solid, mm-hmm. solid beginning. Yeah, for sure. Well, the second one is called Graveyard Rats, and that's directed, I'm going to butcher these names, uh, directed by Vincio Natali. Um, it's about uh, this guy, Mason, who is a grave robber who is also uh, desperate need of funds, uh, like the previous episode. But his robbing attempts are foiled by rats in the cemetery who steal the bodies from their coffins and drag them into a labyrinth of tunnels. Mason, who is also uh, claustrophobic, goes into the tunnels and meets a huge mother of rats. This one was fun yeah. and funny. I like this mm-hmm. one. Super funny. Um, I don't know the act- the actor's name who played Mason. But David he Hewlett. Was ca- He's amazing. He was captivating. He was so fun to listen to. Just the way he's such, such a scumbag, but he he talks very you know pronounced you know very articulate. It was it was just fun to watch him and uh, man, some of those scenes were just super spooky, especially when mm-hmm. he's down uh, and uh, well, he's trapped between this corpse coming up a tunnel and then this huge freaking rat. And he's got this long sword. It, it, it felt like a Temple of Doom moment for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's super fun. I, I, this, this is in uh, one of my top ones. Nice, really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. What yeah. did you guys think? I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, yeah, Joe. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. But, you know, giant rats aren't really my thing. I actually like <gasps> Lot Thirty Six better than this one. Mm-hmm. But um, I still, I had fun. I appreciate all the claustrophobic 
uh, scenes in it. Um, I very well acted the, I, unfortunately I kind of watched this one during the daytime and it was Mm. light in the room and the dark scenes on my TV, you get daylight coming in. Others just very difficult to make out any details. So, um, but that's on me. That has nothing to do with the series, but I still, I really, I really did like this one quite a bit. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. No, how great was, was, I mean, I, I, Oh, sorry. I was, I was, uh, I was just saying how great was David Hewlett. I mean, he really is. That guy's been a, he was on a regular on Stargate, I believe, uh, back years ago, just a really talented, uh, kind of a character actor that really, really shines in this. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, a claustrophobic feeling the rats and and ever since you know mark and i roomed together in chicago we had these rats uh and that <laughs> we we had we, mark mark and i had a place in bucktown chicago and it was in an area that was uh transitioning i guess you could say and they tore uh, down this they tore down this these buildings that were right next to our building and rats went everywhere Everywhere. in the neighborhood i mean you would drive down the street at night or or whatever and you'd see just rats running around and they got into our building and they got into our apartment it was a nightmare and so this oh my god back some of those night it was it was a a solid it was bad month and a half right six to six weeks probably of of dealing with rats getting into our place it was a nightmare and yeah, um, Matt and I, Matt and I were watching and we had the lights off and we we're watching a movie or TV or something. I, I don't know what we no, were watching. No, but that's not what happened. What happened was this. No, we saw a rat. No, go Ashley, our, our roommate. We had, there were three of us. Ashley was our roommate and Mark and I were actually at out at a club with his girlfriend and, and, uh, another girl. And, we were at uh, what's that? What was that club with uh, like uh, Japanese writing uh, crowbar? We were at crowbar. Oh yeah, and Love that place. remember we got robbed that night. We we stopped at a gas station and a guy, <laughs> Mark gets out to pump the gas. We're in the car and Mark's girlfriend Nikki at the time she says, "Oh, oh I can't oh find my, my wallet. Can you guys look?" So we're looking on the floor of her car for a wallet. A guy reaches in, pulls money off the dashboard. And and uh, says to Mark, this is a robbery, motherfucker. And he gets in his car and takes off. And Mark, like, gets in the car and he goes, you guys didn't see that? And we're like, what? What? Are you- <laughs> oh, my God. Us? We didn't even know. Anyway, so then we get home and Ashley is in my room with my winter coat on mittens and a big hat on. And, and I'm like, what are you doing in my room? And she was, she said there were these giant, she was watching TV and these giant rats came walking into the room. And, uh, so after, yeah, after that, it was a nightmare. Anyway, that's all side check. Um, but that brought back <laughs> that fear, that, that nightmare feeling of, of rats big time. That's so who, who got rid of the fucking rats? rats. Uh, who got, Mark who actually got rid of the yeah. Mark killed yeah. one, and then the, I, I the Russian one. Russian guy that lived above us killed another, and then and then uh-huh. the <laughs> that's ex- right. The exterminator guy set traps. Hey, good job, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Matt was downstairs, and he was he called up. He's going, "I'm not coming up until that fucking rat's dead," because the rat was stuck in a glue trap. I don't think I saw like that. <laughs> it I was said, something you, like that. I said, "Can you please do it, Mark? I can't but do was it." Was it a much higher pitch voice? I I'm was not coming up there. Until I'm I was not coming up there. there. I was and, and so, I, I, oh my god! And and I'm like, I was like, "How am I? How am I supposed to kill it? It was as big as a cat." 
and Matt says, grab one of my uh, my uh, golf clubs. So I grabbed a, a five iron, and I just one swing. It was just like the oh. skin separated. You could see the meat. It Mark, was disgusting. Mark had like and blood on squealed. him. It was no, awful. there was a blood on me. Uh, I, that's what I remember. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, okay, it was, yeah, it was okay. horrifying. But but rats. that whole month and a half, we <laughs> Why were. Why did like, it have to be rats? I know, <laughs> terrible. Anyway, go ahead, Mark. Anyway, so uh, let's go on to episode three. Um, possibly my favorite. It's the autopsy, mm. directed by David Pryor from a short story by Michael Shea. Sheriff uh, Nate Craven asks friend Dr. Carl Winters, played by the legend F. Murray Abraham, from of course uh, Amadeus. Uh, one of Matt's favorite films hmm. uh, to perform autopsy, uh, autopsies, autopsy. yeah. autopsies. You got it. And, no autopsy. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Bumper. Damn it. <laughs> on social, uh, on several minors who recently died with one of them, uh, Joe Allen uh, had caused the explosion with uh, carrying a mysterious object. As Dr. Winter performs the autopsies, uh, Joe Allen reanimates. And this is, either my favorite or second favorite. Um, it's it's a long one, but when Joe Allen reanimates and the when it's what's revealed as what's going on, it's creepy in how Joe Allen talks yeah. to uh, the doctor. It's just such a great scene at the end, how they're just talking about life and... Um, there's being an odd, you know, an autopsy uh, being performed while he's talking. He's talking so calmly. It's just a creepy sci-fi freaking masterpiece, in my opinion. I love this yeah. one. Nice yeah. uh, the, use of body horror in this one. I love that. That I love that aspect of it. Yeah, this is probably my favorite. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's so favorites. If you look at IMDb, it's like the top rated out of all of them. Seven point nine. Yeah. You know. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys oh, yeah. read uh, Stephen King's The Outsider or seen that short-lived HBO series? About yes. It? Or I mean, I I read the book. Yeah, I read the book and saw okay. the series. Yeah. This no. uh, this really uh, reminded me of that. Mm. You okay. know about a, a somebody that's uh, some sort of entity that switches from host to host to host mm. to host. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Like it could yeah. have been uh, a, a more detailed description of what was actually occurring in the outsider. Like mm-hmm. they could have gone hand in hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, let's go on to episode four. Uh, it's called The Outside. <laughs> Funny enough. Uh, directed by Anne, Anna Lily Ampore. Um Stacy, a seemingly unattractive and awkward woman, longs to be beautiful like her co-workers in the bank she works at. She's invited to her uh, co-worker's Christmas party and gets a gift of some kind of popular skin lotion that gives her a horrible rash. And she has hallucinations through the TV saying, keep putting it on. You're going to be beautiful. You're going to be beautiful. And her skin just gets worse and worse. And... Uh, that she uh, just overuses it over and over again, despite her loving husband's uh, protests. And mm-hmm. the loving husband is what really made this uh, this uh, story for me. I love that character, the husband. Yeah, um, I like that actor. Yeah, he's good. Martin Starr is always excellent. He's yeah, he's good. great. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, it's kind of a Fargo kind of feel, I thought, uh, yeah. just the way he talked. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But Kate McCucci, I think Micucci. is her name. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's Amazing. fantastic in this. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought it went on a little long. I think if it had cut uh, like 10, 15 minutes, it would have been perfect. And I thought I thought it kind of went on a little too long for my taste, but but I thought it was a gr- I thought it was a really good one. Yeah. I really no, I liked had, this I, one. Yeah. I, I liked it. Look, ahead, I oh. I really liked uh, I liked the director and she did a girl walks home alone at night, which is a yeah. terrific, a fantastic a film. So yeah. I, I I like and we're really quickly. We're seeing in all of these Guillermo let these people have their style. It's yep. their movies. And that's why this show works. Yep. You know, yeah. and this one is a perfect example of that just beautifully done. Beautifully done. I really. Yeah. It. No, Guillermo and Netflix. Netflix, Netflix lets yeah. people do what they want to do. And sometimes maybe sometimes not, you know, sometimes to the detriment. I think sometimes filmmakers need somebody saying this needs to be cut down a little bit, you know, yeah. or or yeah. I think sometimes Netflix movies tend to be like three hours long or something like that yeah. when they don't need to be. But um, but I, I do. This is a case where it was just right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. This was my favorite. Yay! <laughs> yeah, good. All of that. Audible gasp. Yeah. No, I really yeah. like this. I've always liked um, Kate Micucci. She used to, I was a huge fan. She was in this uh, comedy musical duo called Garfunkel and Oates that I just adored. Oh, that was her. Oh, my God. I love oh, yeah, that. That's her. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I did. Little ukulele player. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. She's amazing. So I've been a, I've been a fan of hers for ages. Oh, and nice. I just. The Christmas party scene when she's uh, at that rich woman's house and they're all doing the gift exchange. I was just so sinking into my seat. I was so uncomfortable. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> I know. I she know. was out of her league on so many levels. Oh, I, yeah. just, I absolutely loved it. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah I, this is my number one. Hands Yay. Yeah. It's one of my and favorites, Joe, too. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm there with you. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. I, Amir Poor, who directed Girl Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, is yeah. is a great vampire. If we ever do vampire uh, theme, that would be a good one to add into it. Yes, it would. There's a couple of vampires. Watch the Lost do. Boys, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Ooh. Wow. We already, yeah. we already did that one. Oh. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I thought that scene was so funny when she stabs her husband and spoiler alert he's just like well <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> you, you stabbed me he's just talking and like matter of fact oh yeah his Ooh, honey i'm bleeding was was yeah. so good oh my so that, good that i will agree his reaction was straight out of fargo yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's 100%. he's really good at uh the, he was in that show that hbo show um uh uh, Silicon Valley, and uh, he was one of the funniest parts of that whole show. That that was a he great was in, show, by the way. But. He was in all the recent Tom Holland Spider-Man films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who was he? I don't, he I was don't the school him. teacher. Like when they went to Washington D.C., he was oh. the school teacher that took him on the trip. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff. He's a good actor. Very good actor. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Episode five, Pickman's model. Uh, directed by Keith Thomas from a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. Um, Art student Will becomes friends with Richard Pickerman, played by the one and only Crispin Glover, whose horrific work of paintings of gruesome scenes 
uh, haunts him for years. Um, I I was okay with this one. It, okay. it was gorgeous to look at. I loved looking at you know watching uh, Crispin Glover uh, act. I don't you don't get to see him very often. He's very picky with his roles, but I mm-hmm. absolutely see why he picked this. Um, no, it, it this was this was like uh, mid for me. Um, some scary scenes. I loved the ending of of it, but yeah, it, it was just mid for me. Yeah, same. I like yeah, Ben Barnes. I- but like it's there's stuff I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. Yeah, I thought it could have been a little tighter. Um, I did like it though. I I did enjoy it, yeah. and I loved seeing Crispin Glover. Like you said, it's just fantastic. Anytime you get to see him, Always, and it's from yeah. my favorite uh, Lovecraft shorts or one of my favorite Lovecraft short stories. It's a if you ever get a chance, read the short story. It's very different from this, and it's excellent. Mm. I it didn't hold my interest. And actually the minute we got to the carriage scene and the guy was licking the hairy boobs, I just, yeah. it lost me from that point on. Just like, eh. what yeah. you guys, that was early wait, too. wait, wait, what do you have against hairy boobs? Uh, not a fan. Okay. I was <laughs> I, just wondering. I prefer yeah. my boobs shaved. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Pers- <laughs> personal preference. It yeah, just, yeah, it took enough. me out of it. So. Okay. So episode <laughs> six, uh, Dreams in the Witch House, directed witch. by Catherine. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, directed by Catherine uh, Hardwick. Now, is she the author or director of Twilight? Director. She was the director. Director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Stephanie something who wrote Twilight. I right. Think. Yeah. Something Stephanie. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're not going to do. Uh, Stephanie Myers. S- Stephanie Myers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite. Okay, author. so um, another uh, short story by H.P. Lovecraft. That's got to be bullshit. Um, Walter, played by uh, Harry Potter's uh, Rupert Grint, uh, witnessed his twin sister spirit uh, dragged away upon her death to the forest of lost souls. Years later, Walter is still obsessed on finding her and finds a way to contact her through drugs and. Uh, also makes uh, contact with the demon. This was, for me, um, it's so hard watching Rupert Grint in anything without thinking of Harry Potter, and it didn't help watching uh, this episode because it's so Harry Potter-ish with talking rats. Couldn't I just could not stop thinking of Harry Potter. Mm. It, it, it's, a fine, it's a fine episode. Not my favorite, but it's, I mean, like I said, all of these are great. Held my interest, but I was just... A little, eh. but mm. it was fun uh, at the end of, uh, I mean, I mean, they had to none get the fuck out of my church. I mean, that was just like way over the top. I thought <laughs> after watching what I was watching besides a talking rat, but yeah, it, it was mid for me. Okay. I like this one. I, I, I really like this one. Uh, and I thought the witch design was great and I love yeah. Rupert Grant. I, I think you're doing a disservice if you can't handle seeing him on anything other than Harry Potter, because I think he's really good now. And uh, he's in that show servant, uh, which that'll break you of your Harry Potter thing, because he's really good in that, even though it's kind of an odd show. Uh, it's, it's very strange cause I don't have no idea what's happening in it, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. And, uh, yeah. and he's great in it. And I really like him. I thought he was, I thought he was, uh, I, I hope he keeps working because I'd hate for him not to get work just because people only see him as part of Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think he's a fine actor. It's just so hard when it has 
all these like settings and of what Rupert Grint's been in, in, in like eight films. So it, you just keep thinking of it. Hmm. But, you know, like I, I like to see him in something without any like uh, fantasy possibly or something like that. You know, that would help. Hmm. Like in a uh, biopic of Weird Al Yankovic? Ah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna see that that's for sure oh i already saw it yeah, yeah i saw it yeah is it good is it good it's okay right. yeah. oh shit yeah. damn it i've heard great I, things so i i don't know joe i've i've heard really good things about it so i didn't I think know. it was that I, great i i thought uh, really? it was, it's a it's it's a spoof of biopics which i thought yeah. oh yes i'm all there for because i really am not a, that's if there's one I, I don't have a lot of, that I could say, well, I'm not a fan of that, but I tend not to like biopics too much. And so I was, I'm all on board when there's a, a spoof of them. And I just didn't think it was that great. I thought, uh, walk the line or not walk the line. What's the one walk hard or walk hard. <laughs> walk yeah. hard. Oh now, yeah. That That's a great, great spoof one. Yeah. of biopics. And this one just wasn't, it, it just wasn't quite funny enough to me. I'm I'm a huge Weird Al fan, and I was actually hoping for more of an actual biopic, but yeah. I got what I got, and I got the joke, and I liked it, and I thought it was really funny to a point. Yeah, I just think it went on a little long. All the Madonna mm. stuff was a little meh. Got it. Madonna. Yeah. All right, moving on. Episode seven, <laughs> uh, the viewing, directed by uh, Panos Cosmodos, right? Panos Cosmodos. Cosmodos, mm. uh, director of Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, millionaire. Said. Millionaire Alino invites four guests with a different talents to his lavish home and gets them high, drunk, and all types of fucked up to gaze upon a meteor. Um, this is probably my second favorite. Um, I, I loved all of it, all of it. Just the, hmm. the music in the background, the setting of that uh, circular couch, just character development. I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, I'll go, I, first. Yeah. go yeah. Joe. Go Joe. Um, I loved, I loved the the um, synthesizer music in this. The set design was tremendous. I absolutely yeah. love that. Peter Weller looked so freaking old; it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I this 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 anthology has melting faces and yacht rock, which were you know two very yeah. enthusiastic yeah. thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime where I get to hear "What a Fool Believes" by the Doobie Brothers, right? They get they get points. Um, the, the creature design I thought was great. The only thing I did, I didn't care for the ending, but the ending was kind of open. Um, I was looking for something a little bit more concrete, but I, I really did enjoy this. It was a fun ride while it lasted. Yeah. I was thinking of you all the way through watching that. I was thinking, God, I wonder what Joe thinks about this one. I get thought of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was was, fucking national treasure. I was up all night wondering what Joe thought of that one. (laughs) Uh, you can sleep now. I, yeah. I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one thing I, I'm always thinking what Joe's thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised but, I don't get more texts in the middle of the night. <laughs> Wait, uh, we do. But yeah, no, I, I, this is, this would be in my top three. The top three are all interchangeable. I, I just don't know which one I like yeah. the best, but I love this one. And, and, and Panos, I, I just, I mean, obviously I love all of his stuff like uh, under or under the, or over the black, under the black rainbow and Mandy is one of my favorite movies has become one of my favorite movies of all time. And Great his movie. visual, his visual style is just so strong. And 
and it just looked. Lo- what I loved about it is it didn't look like anything else in this whole series. A lot of the rest of the series pretty much looked the same, and then this one was a nice curveball. I, I almost would have preferred it be a little bit earlier in the series, you know, to break up some of the visuals uh, because there were so many or old English looking or old, you know. But but anyway, it, it, that's a, just a small quibble. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the creature. And I love that last shot at the end where the camera backs out and then that creature's coming out of the um, out of the drain. It, yeah. yeah. I just think it's really it was such an interesting story. The music, the everything. I love that synthesizer music. So great. So yeah. the the tail lights with the Lamborghini oh, while yeah. it's driving. Just yeah. oh well, my that's gosh. that's a very much a you know the the whole driving with the lights and all of that is very panos cosmatos it's his that's mm. kind of his signature it's wonderful so episode eight. Oh wait, wait uh, james yeah james what did you think yeah i'm the same way i feel like i like the uh i i really this show it like i said the first episode i wasn't fully on board but like when, by the time i got here i was like yeah i'm down i like this i because i like i love mandy i love that and i love peter weller and this was one of those as old as he looks he's so goddamn commanding on screen it's just yep. he's just instantly watchable you just love to watch him so yeah i was down with this one not my favorite yet <laughs> all right episode eight the mummering uh directed hang on, by hang on hang on huh? murmuring Oh, yeah. Okay. Murmuring. <laughs> murmuring. <laughs> the Murmuring, directed by Jennifer Kent, yes. husband and wife, the Bradleys, consequent knowledge of uh, birds and study bird flight patterns. Um, there, there's a name for it, but I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try, and I don't have it written down. But they rent a house, and the wife starts to see ghosts and children and screaming women. Um Starring a practically unrecognizable Andrew Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And yep. the well, that was... of The Walking Dead, yeah. 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 And yeah, the yeah. great yeah. Essie Davis, who's just a phenomenal actress. Yeah, she's great. My yeah. God. And what, what is she from? I guess, Dude, I, I, the Babadook, who Den- with yeah. Jennifer oh, Kent. That's right. She's yeah. a fucking oh, amazing right. actress. She should have gotten an Oscar for the Babadook, God damn it. Yep. Uh, I agree. I I love this one. I love this one because I love Jennifer Kent's style. I love the way she... I, I love the fact that there's a woman making these kinds of films. And then there's a lot... We're seeing a lot more of that lately. And I love that. But I, I Jennifer's just a real talent. I, I think she, spe- she gets in the kind of headspace of these characters in a really interesting way. I love her writing. I just... I love this. This is probably... This and the Autopsy are probably... My favorites, I guess, and then and then the one that Joe likes, I like that one too. Those are my favorites. So Matt, yeah, you... I love the ending to it because it mm. was, uh, you know, kind of a happy ending, you know, instead of like the, you know, doom and gloom that most of the all the other ones. There's always consequences, but this one had a nice ending. Yeah, to agreed. end off the series. Agreed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was certainly a contrast to the other seven that we had just watched. Yeah, which yeah, was nice. Sure. It was a very, it was a nice yeah. change of pace. I, I really liked. This yeah, it was a much lot. quieter. I, I liked it. I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's our episode. <sighs> no. <laughs> no, no. If <laughs> only. That yeah. yeah. If only. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's well, let's Nothing just like keep starting this... off with a winner. Let's let's uh let's. You're going to save it for last, rolling. aren't you? You're going to save it for last, aren't you? No, no, I'm not saving it for last. I think we should. I think we should. You want to save it for last? Yeah. Yes. yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. This game, why? Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't even want to think about it right now. I just don't even I want, want everyone else it. to be left with a bad taste in their mouth, yes. just like I was. It was the last one that I watched. Yes. All right. What? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, Snoop a loop. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with Creep Show 1982, directed by George A. Romero and written by Stephen King, making this his first screenwriting debut. Creep Show consists of five short stories. We have Father's Day, The Loathsome Death of Jordy Burrell, uh, based on Stephen King's uh, short story Weeds, uh, Something to Tide You Over, The Crate, and They're Creeping Up on You. Um, Eight million to make, gross 21 million. What do you guys think of Father's Day? Kind of short. <laughs> well, you're, you're forgetting the, the arc story. Yeah. Oh, holds yes. it all together with Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins yeah. as a father. You know, that's... Father of the year right oh, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why God made fathers. That's why God made fathers. Drink yeah, that bourbon. That's, that's, that, that's the one note that I have. That's why God made fathers. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> really? Just smacking the shit out of his kids. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why God made, God made fathers. I say that on a loop. I almost feel like we should talk <laughs> about the film as a whole, as a, just because it's like, there's a lot here. Look, this is George Romero, and I, I, I back to George Romero. I really liked watching this again. I don't think it's a great film. I don't think it's a, you know, it doesn't hold up quite as well as I remember. But I, you know, Adrian Barbeau's a blast to watch. She's funny in this. She's so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, a pleasure. It's such a, I think a lot of this is nostalgia. And I think that's why these, this movie, just especially people in our age, were like, yeah, this movie it felt like the comic book movie, the cool comic book movie that you got you in trouble for watching. And I think that mm-hmm. still plays, but it, yeah, it's a little, it's a little dated. <laughs> yeah i don't think it yeah i don't think it holds up all that well but Not great, i, did, I okay. like the crate i like the crate i thought yeah. that's a pretty good yes. story um but it, yeah I, I there's too many for one thing but it, it's yeah. i don't you know i think five and really the wraparound is it, just too much but um but i i liked I like the crate and I like the crate. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. The, yeah, I that's never, about it too even for at me. the beginning, uh, even when I saw it the first time, I didn't like the Stephen King one. Um, but no. Yeah, that Did was dumb. That one's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that one so bad. He, he should stick to writing. Yeah. He's just overacting <laughs> and <laughs> it's just not great. <sighs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean that one, uh, was yeah it was it was bad there's really nothing to say about that i like the, the beach was, one so. i i like some of i mean i like their something thing to i did too yeah, yeah. 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 I, that was fine. fine yeah that was fun yeah i uh, uh what, are you going one, one, quick, by, one at a time now or no 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 uh one one quick thing about uh the tide over uh one richard gear is one of the men on the tv and it, he's uh uncredited role He's uh, like in a commercial or something. Ah, I had funny. no idea. I I also really like the uh, not the crate. Um, is it voodoo doll? Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, that's oh. that's at the, the Ted uh, dance. Oh, okay. Uh, the it, the one with Ted Dancing and Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that, right. Um, the beach. That's the beach one. Something the beach one. Okay, yes, that's yes. a good one. Um, I I still really enjoy that one. Me too. Uh, I've always liked it. I, I thought it was a great revenge story. I don't care for the ending. Um, yeah. Just 
but that's just a personal thing. I just, uh, but the storyline still holds up to me. I still enjoy that. I think it's a really, I think it's something that could have been done even today and done better. But I like the basis of how he's torturing Ted Danson. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just fun to watch it unveil. Yeah. You know, agreed. Um, And again, yes, Adrian Barbeau in the crate was fantastic. Uh, I don't want us to get off of this without somebody pointing out nobody disco dances like Ed Harris. Um, (laughs) That is is absolutely tremendous. He is so into it. Um, Yeah, he's he's really selling that. And I I actually I kind of like the the last one, too. Um, They're creeping up on you. The roaches. Oh, yeah, uh, I like that one. Yeah, it was a nice futuristic setting thing. You know, guys like his whole world is pretty much in this clean space, this locked in apartment. And mm-hmm. somehow in the future, we're still having problems with cockroaches. Um, I even <laughs> enjoyed, you know, the final scene where they're all coming out of them. And it was just disgusting. Yeah, that um, was disgusting. So, yeah, there's there's still so I again, I based a lot of my opinions of the movies that i see on how rewatchable are they Mm. i've seen this a handful of times i've pretty much it's kind of worn out it's welcome like i don't know that i'd want to watch it yet again yeah it's refreshed my memory and yeah yeah Yeah. i'm in the same boat and it was weird because it's been years since i've watched creep show so i was really excited about watching it and i believe i uh, texted in in the chat room i was going this is not holding up i'm like oh no um it's but the crate, it's my favorite. I love, I love the crate. It's, mm-hmm. it's so good. And maybe because it's the longest, so there's a little bit more character development or something. And you know, it's a lot gorier. I love the uh, special effects. You know, Tom Savini, you know, smashed it with it. I mean, Tom Savini's great. Mm-hmm. He's always, he's, he's just a legend. So, all right, moving on. We're going to Body Bags. Oh, okay. Uh, Body Bags is a 1993 horror comedy anthology television film uh, released, I believe, on Showtime, featuring three unconnected stories, which is bookend segments featuring John Carpenter as a deranged morgue uh, attendee. Uh, this was alarm. I've never seen body bags before, and this was alarming to me. John Carpenter is a goofy guy. I, I don't know what this acting was that he was doing. He was, he was <laughs> well, trying he's supposed to be, be like, like Svengali, the crypt yeah. keeper. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. the the crypt keep, keeper or something. Svengali. Uh, he's not Sven, the worst. Uh, he's not the worst uh, uh, storyteller of this evening. By the way, we'll find out that soon. I don't know what you're yeah, talking this, about. Oh, this yeah. kind of gave the aura of like a, a one of those USA up all night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things. Yeah. You know, cheesy 80s. You know what? Though? Yeah. I, uh, I didn't mind a minute. I didn't mind yeah. cheesy 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I kind of thought it was funny and no, mm-hmm. I, it's not great. And you would never see this released now. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? But, no. but for the time it was great. And what was that? What the uh, hell was that? This is shooting in the back. <laughs> uh, and it's it's pretty much the closest you're going to come to a John Carpenter directed spinoff or sequel to Halloween because it, there's a segment um, shot or a segment set in Haddonfield, Haddonfield. apparently on yeah. the same night as Michael killing people because they there's news of a madman killing 
uh, kids on the on the radio. So it, there's some idea that it might be that same night. I don't know. But I enjoyed that one. I thought it had a good feel to it, a very Halloween-like. There were some shots that were very Halloween-like and oh, yeah. some tension that was very Halloween-like. So, um, I mean, he literally... He pays homage to Halloween with two several, right. uh, like literally. You're just like, yeah. Oh my god, I love that. So, so yeah, this was a, a bit of a thrill for me because I'd never seen this this one either. So I and and it it uh, uh, it I guess sort of looked a lot better because I had think I had what I watched. I did the opposite of Joe. So I watched Snoop Dogg. What is it? Hood of Horror first. Yeah. And so this really looked like a masterpiece compared to that. But um, I didn't care for, let's see, part two as much in this one. Uh, What was part two again? Before we get the, it was the hair. Part uh, two was the hair. hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that one as much. But I I like part three. Part one and three I thought were pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the first one. Uh, talk about um, uh, some cast. They got Robert Carradine from *Revenge of the Nerds*. Um, they had Wes Craven. Yep. Uh, come up to there, and then uh, David Nonnen from uh, *American Werewolf in London*. I was just like, yeah. dude, how many freaking stars is uh, John and Carpenter Sam calling Raimi. in for? And, and, and Sam, Sam Raimi, correct? Yeah. Sam Raimi was the employee of the month. Yeah, yeah the employee of the month. Yeah, no, it, no, I, I liked the first uh, the gas station. It, it, it was fun. Um, yeah, but then Hair, uh, starring Stacey Keach. Yeah, no, I this, didn't care for that one at all. This episode was not good. No. It was not. I was like, what the hell? I liked one and, thing um, about Sheena, it, guys. Sheena Easton? Yes! Oh, yeah. Sheena Easton. That yeah. made my day. I loved watching Sheena that, Easton, but that's all. I'm like, it's not like it's good, but I was like, oh, that's cool. That's for you. That was Sheena Easton? That's Sheena yeah. Easton, yeah. dude. Yes. The hot wife, yeah, that's she. Easter. I did not recognize her. Well, she wasn't the wife; she was like a girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Yeah. Well, for your eyes only, you know. But that was yeah. she. Easter. She looked, yeah, yeah. She I, she's I, gorgeous, I gorgeous. She looked good. Guess she did. Yeah. Like that. She looks yeah. so cute. I love she. Uh, and then uh, we move on to uh, the Eye, starring Mark Hamill and Twiggy. And Mark Hamill's yeah, I like ass. This one. By the way, yeah, Mark Hamill's ass. Yeah, ass. yeah. yeah. Uh, that ruined Star Wars for me, my friend. Yeah, that <laughs> one wanted... took me out of it entirely. Oh, oh come on, his ass wasn't that bad. He looked, he looked fine. He looked bad with a mustache and looked worse with no clothes. Oh, uh, <laughs> poor Mark. Oh, man, poor Mark. It was. A, yeah, I liked it though. I, I thought it was like kind it. of fun. I like that one. Yeah, no, it yeah. was fun. It, 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 I mean, it kind of reminded me of that one, uh, uh, one with Jeff Fahey, um, body, uh, body parts. Is that what it's called? Where he loses his uh, arm? No, in a car accident. Uh, maybe. Shit. Hold on, we'll find out. I think I, I think it's body parts. Yeah, I think it, it is. Yeah, it it's body parts. Fra- it's body parts. Yeah, that that's a great uh, film. Thank by you. The way. I love that one. Thanks. Um, but. Uh, yeah, they, it kind of had the same premise, but instead of an arm or two arms or whatever, uh, it was just an eye, yeah. and he sees, you know, uh, murderous things. No, no, it was fun. I thought Mark Hamill was actually trying his best to give out, like, the best performance. and He was good. You know, and he's spitting, you know, and he's sweating, and 
No, it was good. I, I, it wasn't that bad. The no. signs of a true acting genius. Yes. Sweating and spitting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was into it. He was into it. Hold on. All right. <laughs> spitting right now. Remember that on your next audition. Dude. I will. I've got one yeah. coming up. So I'll <laughs> spit. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's it, man. Um, next uh, film that we're going to go up on is going to be Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Hot. Um, this is a 1990 American comedy horror anthology film directed by John Harrison, who is best known for his collaborations with director George A. Romero. Uh, he was uh, uh, the assistant director for Creep Show in 1985's Day of the Dead. Um, this film uh, depicts a kidnapped uh, boy who tells three stories of horror to a suburban witch played by Deborah, Har- De- Deborah Harry. Blondie, who is also in uh, body bags as uh, as uh, the nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I make uh, a comment real quick? Yeah, when go I, ahead. I watched Tales from the Dark Side first, and I it came in. I'm like, oh my god, Debbie Harry again. And uh, my note was, she should do. She should have acted more. And then the yeah. next movie I watched, yep. she was in it yet again. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Now check out Videodrome if you haven't seen it because she's great in that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Videodrome. Oh, you should. Huh. Okay, go on. Go on. I will. Uh, Carry on. Yeah. So. So yeah, uh, Deborah, uh, Deborah Harry, uh, also known as Blondie, who is uh, preparing to eat him. So uh, the three stories are another uh, short story, kind of uh, Lot Two Forty Nine, starring Christian Slater, Julian Moore, Steve Buscemi. I mean, talk about a cast that was about to take off, man. Uh, Christian Slater was already pretty big from Heather's, but uh, this was before Reservoir Dogs for uh, Buscemi and Boogie Nights for uh, Julian Moore. That's when she really, you know, skyrocketed, I thought. But, um, yeah, that was – what a cast. But uh, it's, you know, about, you know, a mummy. Uh, Steve Buscemi is a nerd and chants and uh, kills his – people he doesn't like and uh it it was okay for me i was all right with it yeah it was what all you right. guys think yeah it was okay. yeah about the same this, this one didn't really hold up for me i just i i was like eh. i remember seeing it when i you know years and years ago and thinking because i like the cast i like a lot of these people but i was just like nah, it didn't really I, I I forgot pretty much all of it when I rewatched. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, that happened." Okay, for sure. I it's really unmemorable. It's not my favorite. I saw this in the theater when it came out when I was a kid, mm. and I hadn't seen it since then. Up until I want to say like four months ago, I saw somebody had it on a streaming service. I'm like, "Oh, I want to watch that again." And when I watched it then, um. I still like Lot Two Forty Nine the best out of the three, but it was and I I'm I like Christian Slater. I thought he played the part very well. Mm-hmm. I think that was what was really holding it up for me. Um, yeah, but the others just ugh, no. mm. Joe I, remind I, me. And then I got to watch Christian, it yet again. <laughs> Joe remind me to do my Christian Slater for you one time. I'll do that for okay, you. Okay, great. For you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, yeah, the Christian Slater's voice is so breathy. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the the next one was uh, The Cat from Hell, starring mm. uh, Buster Point Dexter. Yeah. Uh, big fan, I think, uh, for Joe. I think Joe's a big fan of him because of Ska, right? Yeah, we love Ska. Um, 
of ska or he reggae. Has nothing to he has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. What is it like reggae music? No, he was in um, this glam band called New York Dolls. Yeah, like in the early seventies or mid seventies, punk era. Mm-hmm. But he did that one song, Hot, 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 but it, that's kind of more of a, like a Calypso thing. Not, oh. not Scar-related at all. <laughs> yeah. not, I just insulted, even, no. just insulted no. Joe Mad. No, he just yeah. miscategorized the gentleman. So. Uh, Matt? Um, what? I forgot the question, guys. I mean, moving on. Next, the cat from hell. No, uh, yeah, uh, oh, cat from hell. Yeah, I hated that one. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah, (laughs) that one sucked. What about love? What about lovers? What say it again? Go ahead. No, I was asking Matt, did you like the next one? (laughs) What's the next one again? The lovers vow. Oh, yeah, I didn't, James Renner and. Ray Don Chong, who is the daughter of Tommy Chung. Yeah. That's what they yeah. say. I had no idea. Yeah. She's beautiful. Thank yeah, you. she was she's yeah, she is good looking. Yeah, she Tommy is. Chung made that. Holy cow. Hey, Tommy Chung. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for this one that much. Uh it was okay, but I yeah, yeah was, this wasn't it wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad. That's it fine. was better than part two. Agreed. But yeah, I didn't okay. mind it. I I I you know. I could kind of see where it was going and I knew exactly what was going to happen, you know? Uh, but because he made that promise and, and then his life goes great and then he breaks the promise and I, I just knew that was going to happen. Um, but I, it was okay. Yeah. All right. Am I allowed to do Snoop Dogg now or, or do we have to do Twilight Zone? It's up to you, Joey. Let's do Twilight Zone. No, you can do Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah, two twilights. Yeah, let's save the worst for last. All right. Yeah. All right. Twilight Zone it is. Uh Twilight Zone the movie, 1983, uh science fiction horror anthology film, uh directed by John Landis, Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, and George Miller. Man, talk about another lineup right there. I mean, great directors. Um the prologue starts off with two friends driving on a deserted highway at night. And uh, Dan Aykroyd is in the passenger seat and Albert Brooks is driving. And man, what a, I, I love this little segment. I love the interaction between both of them. It all seems completely natural. Um, just like doing the show tunes and whatnot. And then of course, you know, do you want to see something really scary? And uh, they pull over, and uh, yeah, it's a nice little jump scare. I, re- I remember uh, being younger when I first saw it. I jumped uh, off the couch. It, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I remember when I saw I saw this in the theater. And, oh, did you? Yeah. And um, Nice. I remember that, that opening part, you want to see something really scary, was the only part of the movie that I liked, and it's still the only part of the movie that I like. I I, I don't. This is one I don't care for very much. Whoa, I, I feel like wow. it's. I feel like the music is just way overdone. It's just constant uh, incidental music throughout the movie, and um, I just I just feel like all every one of the stories that came from the Twilight Zone were do- better done on the Twilight Zone, and so like the. Um, uh, what's the one? 
with the little boy who every I just I uh, what was it? the one I'm really thinking the of kid, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the kid the 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 one the the terror at, terror at twenty thousand feet or whatever Night, is nightmare at twenty thousand feet is way better on right. the show than in the in than in the movie I yep. didn't care for I I still just don't care for this movie. I'm the, the only segment I the only segment yeah. I liked when I first saw it is still the only segment I liked when I saw it this time. Dude, and I love the people involved. I love Joe Dante. I love these people, but I yeah, just, it's no, not too. a good film. Obviously, it's yeah. not a good movie. <laughs> I didn't think so either. No, I, I didn't yeah. like it. it. Didn't work for me. Okay, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, there's a the second one is not my favorite. The kick the can. That's that that was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it was I I ah. didn't like. I I agree with Matt. I agree with Matt. The music is so overbearing and it's just trying to make you feel way like, too oh, much. Gideon, mm-hmm. So much. And I'm just like I'm going, it's so campy and so just off. It ruined and the, it, I, I hated it. Yeah. The acting was bad. The, I mean, it was just off the charts. I, I really bad and directed by Steven Spielberg. I don't know what he was doing or I know he, I, I mean, some twilight zone episodes are, you know, nice like that, I guess, but yeah, the second one is not good. Um, Clunky. But, uh, well, yeah. Um, segment one, though, um, is a partial reworking over uh, the Twilight Zone episode of A Quality of Mercy, directed by John Landis and starring the late Vic Morrow, who is a racist or bigot who is brought back to times in history to experience uh, racism. And, uh, I mean, this uh, segment, unfortunately, racism? is... What did I say? Racism. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, this se- this segment, unfortunately, is involved with uh, the death of star Vic Morrow and yeah. two illegally hired children, brother and sister, age six and seven. And it, it involved uh, the helicopter crash that most people know about, especially our age, like, you know, growing up and urban legends and whatnot. It's just a tragic, tragic uh, accident that happened. Terrible. Um, Terrible. Matt, you, you have some kind of like personal experience, but your wife, Michelle's father uh, was on set for that. Correct. Yeah. He, he uh, was on a bulldozer on the set. He had dug out the, the lagoon that they created. They shot this out in uh, Agua Dulce. And he dug out the lagoon that they created for that scene and was there when the, when the helicopter crashed. In fact, Michelle, my wife and, and her sister were there earlier that day to come out and visit him and look out the, check out the set and all that stuff. And, but they, they had left long before that happened. And, uh, he, uh, apparently Michelle's sister told, said that, uh, he actually had to jump off of his, uh, bulldozer because he thought that the apparently thought that the helicopter was going to crash into him and um if you i i sent you guys that photograph that overhead photograph of the crashed helicopter and then the bulldozer like whatever 10 20 yards away uh right there and that was we think that's the one i mean that there's a bulldozer there and he was sitting right there so we think that's the one that he was sitting in but uh I, he didn't, they don't, I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of information about that. I, he, 
Michelle said that he gave them a healthy fear of riding in helicopters. Though after that, they, he, sure. he was be very, he was like, never ride it, get into a helicopter, never get into a helicopter. But yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm sure it shook him. But I unfortunately he's no longer with us, so I was never able to talk to him or get the information or find out anything from him directly. So all I, the only information I have is that he was there when it happened. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a shame. Uh, John Landis and, uh, some other people uh, had to go to trial for this yeah. and, right. uh, for uh manslaughter and they, they got off, but you know, they were acquitted. Got paid, yeah. but they were acquitted. Um, but yeah, just talk about, you know, like Mavericks, uh, that John Landis was and other directors in the seventies and carried on to the eighties. This broke Steven Spielberg's uh, friendship with John Landis hasn't worked with uh, John Landis ever since. And even um, uh, uh, George Miller, who um, directed the last episode, uh, the plane episode, he was in uh, post-production editing and he just walked out. He's like, I don't want anything to do with it. And Joe Dante actually finished up uh, editing, uh, um the final uh uh scene um yeah can i just say really quick uh george miller is an amazing human being i just gotta say that because he really is a nice guy he's real and i i'm not surprised he would have that reaction because he's a very 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 good person so i just want to say that (laughs) yeah Um, so going on to uh, we're gonna skip over. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. I'm still on this show, at least until you guys hear what I have to say and you kick me off. Oh, good god, I love this film. (laughs) I absolutely have always loved it. I own it on DVD. That's I had no problem watching this. I, I've this is the best anthology opening ever, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I with Dan Albert Brooks is hilarious in that opening. I I, yeah. This may just be something that stuck with me as a kid because mm. when I saw this, I loved it. Yeah, and it's yeah. I haven't Fair overwatched enough. it, and I I still really liked it. Um, I I even like and appreciate. I didn't realize until we watched this who all the directors were for these things. I didn't care. I just I put it on yeah. and I watched it. I had no idea that that whole um, kick the can thing was Spielberg. When I found that out, I can totally get that. I'm also guessing that Spielberg is the one that kind of had something to do with the music, which I yeah. I agree with to a point. It's very Spielbergian or Spielberg influenced, yeah. uh, especially on that one. But I mean, I I've always loved it. Um, now I'm out of order. Uh, what was the Oh, the first one's Vic Mara. Yeah, I yeah. I always thought that one was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um the John uh the Joe Dante one, the It's a Good Life, the kid that can control yes. everything. Um nobody's Perfect. pointed out yet that his older sister Ethel is uh Nancy Cartwright, who you guys know oh, later yeah, on went to be the voice of Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I forgot so, about that. Oh um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I loved that um, the girl with no mouth that just freaked the crap out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. When that camera goes over her shoulder and you see her watching TV and it zooms around and it's just, oh my god she has no mouth. How um, is she gonna eat? I was worried about yeah. that. Oh my god! Um, I I love that when they're sitting around eating that horrible um, dinner. Taffy and, apple. Uh, yeah, peanut butter like, burger. Why do you guys eat like this? And she's like, oh, it's a it's a birthday. 
and the cartoon that's playing is um it's a warner brothers looney tunes one it's called it's hummer time it's from 1950 i watched that one over and over again when i was a kid it's absolutely hilarious uh i love the rabbit that comes out of the hat it's so cartoony but yeah but it's dry looking like it's uh visceral it's just it creeped the crap out of me when i was a kid Hmm. and it's still um, scary the oh the part i didn't like the ending when they're driving away in the car and all and those the flowers, fake flowers pop yeah, up, they just look that. so absolutely fake. I didn't care for it. Um, now, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I, I've i seen the original. I still like this one better. And the main reason why is that original Gremlin or whatever the hell it was that was out on the wing with the Shatner one. Shatner was great in mm-hmm. it, but that creature looked like a goddamn teddy bear. <laughs> it was a guy in a big fursuit with a mask on it looked more like that that dog costume in the end of the shining that's yeah the yeah hummer to the guy on the bed oh that's what that's he was what doing was in that wing. movie i had no idea <laughs> who knew um <laughs> i i think that all of the passengers that are on that flight are absolutely terrifying the big fat guy the little girl with the uh the puppet and everything um i just I loved it. And then, of course, my favorite part is the bookend where you've got Dan Aykroyd from the opening. He's the one driving the ambulance at the end and caps it off as you want to see something real scary. That This this is one of my favorite anthologies of all time. So. Wow. Well, yeah, Joe. You vote me off the show. No, nope. no, you're fine. No, Joe, no. You're fine. No, no you're fine. It's good. good. Joe, 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 it's yes. 50-50. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with yeah, you. Okay. He liked it. Segment three. Segment three, uh, the Joe Dante one with the kid with the wish. That is a masterpiece. It's scooped. It's spooky. The cartoons, just the way they, they lit the the hallway in the camera. It's like it's all gray. Um, yeah. it sets, the set design uh, in that house it was it's, all very cartoony. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and when they're like, scum, you know, just going into her purse, you know, like smoking the cigarettes because they're just trapped there. It's, it's a great idea. Yeah. It was scary as hell. It, it, the kid was scary too. Yeah. Played yeah, Tempest. I loved Tempest when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Banging the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. And I love segment four. And that hot blonde uh, flight attendant, uh, she's Dan Aykroyd's wife. Right. Did you guys know or that? was. Yeah. 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 Was. was. Yeah. Yeah, just recently she was on after Bizzard 39 buddies. years. She was on Bizzard yeah. Buddies. Yeah. Yeah. And Doctor and they met on the set of Doctor Detroit. Yep. And mm-hmm. how the hell did he land her, man? She well, he was, was very famous flawless. at that. I mean, he was he was very famous at that yeah. time. Like he was very famous. SNL yeah, and I, I way more than that. he is right now. And he's yeah. very funny. So people like funny. And he was thinner. A lot thinner than too. man. Yeah. He was in some of the biggest Doctor movies Detroit. at that time, too. Yeah. With yeah. I, Blues Brothers. I, I, I get that. I, get I mean, that, big star, so Mark. Big star. Hot. Big star. He's a big star with a lot of money. I, so I, mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Just like, holy shit. I was like, basically, I'm just saying like Dan Aykroyd, way to go, man. Like, whew. Plus, I, from what I hear, he was a really likable guy. He was like the one guy on SNL that everyone got along with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that after he was off the coke? Uh, I don't know. During uh, Doctor, are we ever really off the coke? (laughs) Never, (laughs) never. All right, moving on. We're going to what everybody loved and everybody was talking about and texting about during the past two weeks is. Can I take a nap really quick, guys? (sighs) I'm just going to take a nap. I'm going to doze off and and have fun. I'll talk to you later. 
Mm, I think <laughs> it was an now. overreaction. So as Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror, uh, Woo! 2007, it is an ad- adaptation from a fictional comic book, which is an anthology of three short tales of horror in they the hood. Yeah, they were, they were. It was. They were horror, all right. It was the secret ninth film uh, screened in the Eight Films to Die For Festival in 2006. It was a surprise movie at the end yeah. <laughs> that they launched on it? everybody. Were they trying to so, wait, uh, wait? Were they trying to punish people? I don't. I don't get it. I'm confused. I I I think I think you guys are over. No, we're it's not. Just a it's what it's what you put on at the end of a film festival to get everybody out. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is like you know, it's like in the '80s when they would have punk concerts. You knew it was done because they start playing classical music really loud, and all the punks would leave. Yeah, basically, basically. I thought I thought the the first two stories were funny. No, I thought the 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 last one was no pretty bad. Yes, pretty bad. Yes, but no, the the first two were terrible. What, what is it? The first two were terrible. Tell, I, let, tell me about. Yeah, okay. It. Here's the thing. I just watched an American Dad episode with Snoop Dogg. That was far more terrifying than <laughs> anything we saw in this terrible, awful, stupid fucking movie. Okay, that we need to back up a little <laughs> oh bit. My... I have some comments. Of... Well, Please. first off, I can't believe the cast: uh, Snoop Dogg, Billy D. Williams, Diamond Dallas Page, Ernie yeah. Hudson, yeah. Danny Trejo, and Jason Friggin Alexander. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Talk about desperate for screen. Time. Yeah. But I, my, my first comment that I've written down is, "My God, I hate that animation style. It is so friggin' lazy. Terrible. Send it off to Korea to get it drawn properly." But don't do that crap. It looks like an N one ad that lasted way too long. <laughs> and and this movie, I don't know who was editing it. But I was getting motion sickness in the first segment. And it. My other note is this looks about as good as Veronica. Uh, <laughs> it's better than Veronica. It's uh, no, uh, no. I don't know if it is, man. I don't know. It's it's better than Veronica. it might be Give better than Veronica. I don't know about that, but it, it's I mean, better than Veronica. This is Stop scraping it. the bottom either way, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's I I I was ang- I was actually angry watching this because I was thinking, Mark, that we, we're this is our supposedly our anthology episode, and we could have watched Trick or Treat. Which is an absolute masterpiece. We could have what else? What else could we have watched, Mark? Anything, uh, anything. Creepshow two, Creepshow two, ABCs of death. Well, when, when, uh, VHS, what were we going to talk about? Night. Creepshow two, though. I mean, sure. besides VHS, the rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so we, many we, others. So many others. Yeah, we oh so God. many, and we well, wound up having to watch this guy. Yeah. Oh. You're welcome. It was terrible. George Costanza with a British accent. That no, it was an Australian, Australian yeah, was, accent, and tell. he couldn't terrible. even keep up the. He couldn't even keep up the Australian accent because no, no, he, he only does it for a couple of lines. Uh, well, um, I was thrilled that there was a home remodeling montage. The you know my favorite that that awful direction where it's just like this these terrible close ups. It looked like it was. Like like something you'd see on a public access channel. It was so bad, yeah. so badly done. Yep. Oh my good god! I'll never. You guys didn't laugh. I'm... No, you guys didn't laugh when, when he. No, calm down, James. No, calm down. You you no. you didn't laugh when he when when the guy fell on the on the forty ounce and it went straight to its head. No, 
No, I didn't laugh when the next guy hung himself or like strangled himself <laughs> with a telephone cord in a phone room. No, that has yeah, it's, it was like it was like Final Destination. You know, Except every time she really uh, bad crossed out. Yeah, and I know I get real anal retentive and hung up on this, but whenever anybody's firing a gun, I count the rounds. And that last guy in the last uh, part of this anthology, oh, yeah. when he was runner, I counted 31 rounds fired off that <laughs> gun without him changing the clip. That's a pretty good gun, man. I mean, had it, 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 <sighs> yeah. special, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mark, if that, that, were, loud. Matt, Mark, if that were the welcome. only... If the if the gun situation was the only problem, though, Joe, <laughs> they'd be yeah. doing just oh fine. Oh my god! But we also had a scene of a bunch of old guys dancing in celebration because they won a game of checkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this was this was this was an abomination, Mark. This was you. You have now wow. given us the three worst movies we've ever had to watch on this show. Wow. This. What? So should we vote? Uh, Wait, what? This what, one? What, what, what other ones? This one? Lost yeah. Boys, Boys 2, two Lost Boys 3. <laughs> Lost Boys 3 is not that it bad. I keep really telling you guys. Bad. It's that bad. It's that. I wasn't there bad. for that show, but yes, it is, it is that bad. But Mark, it's I that love bad you. and worse. What, whatever, whatever, happened, whatever happened to you guys, like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, everybody's got an opinion. There's probably people out there that liked it. I'm sure there are. Look, I would like those people to write into the show mm-hmm. and explain... <laughs> Uh, where we can find them help. Yeah. And uh, there's probably a psychiatrist somewhere. Probably. We refer them probably. To. I mean, pe- yeah. people need to learn to ask for help. And that's, this is the only way. It's the only way. So what you're yeah. doing, Mark, yeah. is a service. You're, you're having people who like this movie yeah. go, yes, I love this movie. Cool. Let's check you in somewhere. Let's get you some help mm-hmm. and get the help you need. Yeah. I think it's, it's important. The whole movie is a cry. For it help. is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Although it's, it's shows like ours that point out the, the real like public opinion of this film so that anybody that was actually on the fence, like hmm, I was thinking about watching Snoop Dogg. Hood uh, of Hood of horror. Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't know. Should I watch it? Should I not? The answer is no. Thank God. Yeah. yeah no. Thank God. Mark brought this up. Cause yeah. Definitively answered the question. No. Well, that's no. a very positive way of looking at it, Joe. You did good. I'm Joe. trying to. Yeah. 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 Well. So uh, did I do good, guys? Uh, Mark, you know what? You did good. It was. I, we. Hey, I picked in, that stupid carnival of blood thing. So you know, hey, we all pick bad movies. We all. Pick, <laughs> oh my God! That's you're right. a nice boy, Mark. <laughs> I'm a nice boy. It's uh, a good effort. Okay, so the next. The next pick is my pick, and so we are coming up on December, right? Ooh. And we and so I decided to do a little Christmas horror redux. I say redux because Joe and I did Christmas horror a couple years ago, but that was when it was just the two of us. We didn't really have a format, <laughs> barely for even it. an episode. Know, yeah. it, we we it doesn't even count. We didn't it's watch canon. We didn't even watch that many <laughs> horror or, uh, Christmas movies, and and so I. I wanted to uh, check out a few that we skipped, check out one that we all like to watch, and then a couple that you guys haven't seen. I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I know Mark and and, and Joe haven't seen a couple that I really liked from a couple years ago. So uh, the first movie we're going to watch is 1975, Dario Argento's masterpiece of Giallo, Deep Red, which is set in uh 
in the in the holidays, and it is widely considered to be one of the best giallos. Uh, then we're going to jump to 2008, and where, we're going to watch. Where where can I find Deep Red? Oh yes, of course. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, Deep Red can be found on AMC Plus, uh, Shutter, actually a whole bunch of stuff. AMC Plus, Shutter. Uh, Canopy, Hoopla, both Canopy and Hoopla, by the way, are both uh, services you can, if you have a library card, get the, get Canopy on your Roku or whatever, and you can have a free account and you can rent movies through the library. Anyway, uh, but it's on Shutter, It's on all kinds of stuff. Or if you don't have any of those, you can rent it on Amazon. At your local Blockbuster. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Miss, and I then 2008... We we skip ahead to 2008 for The Children, which is on Tubi, Plex, and uh, or it could be rented on Amazon. Mm, cool. Uh, the next movie is 2010 Rare Exports, a Christmas tale. It is a movie from Finland. And Joe, you know what they say about movies from Finland? They're fine. You won't finish it. Uh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> that joke was about as good as uh, the, the, the Snoop Dogg movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rare Exports can be found on Hulu. Matt it, has COVID. <laughs> I do good point. COVID. Good point. Uh, I'll, I'll let it um, slide. I'm sorry. You said, you said Hulu? It's a... It, it, Rare Exports can be found on AMC Plus Hulu. Actually, almost every service. It's on AMC Plus Hulu, uh, Canopy, Shutter. It, but I, I did notice that it's only on AMC Plus for another week. Yeah. So if you have AMC Plus, you might want to watch it now. Otherwise, it's on Canopy, Tubi, Pluto. Hey, Matt, can I say something really quick? Uh, Rare Exports, yeah. you guys are in for a treat. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to say that. Say yeah, that. it That's is a lot of fun. Yeah. I really, really good. it's a I, I hope I finish it. Yeah, I <laughs> actually, I was, when I was looking, <laughs> you will actually finish it. Um, when I was looking for movies for the Christmas theme, I found it and I started watching it just to see what the quality was like. And I got so into it, I finished it like yesterday. So yeah. it's, it, it is, it's a lot of fun. Really good. Um, and then, you know, Christmas is about traditions and we make traditions as we go along and one tradition that came about that i have found i like to watch every year or two is 2015's krampus directed by michael doherty who also directed trick-or-treat a movie that uh by any rights should have been in our anthology episode (laughs) but uh it wasn't so krampus we will watch krampus instead fair enough the next movie, there are two movies from 2020. Uh, this one is called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh, I'm sorry. And Krampus Krampus can be found on Peacock and Fubo TV, or you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow is the next one, and that one is a part of your Amazon Prime account. It, you can watch it on there. Or if you don't have an Amazon Prime, it's available for rent in various uh, services, but the it's the Wolf of Snow Hollow is from 2020, starring Robert Forster in his final performance, and yeah. directed by Jim Cummings, also starring Jim Cummings. This is one of my favorites. It was a top ten movie of mine from 2020. Good so stuff, by the way. Good this stuff. is a really good movie. Yeah. Really good. 
a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least is a movie that doesn't necessarily have a direct tie into the holidays, but there's a good reason for that, which you find out as you get into it, I think. And we'll talk about it when we get to it, but this is directed reindeer games. Uh, no, it's called anything for Jackson. And it is a 2020. It was on shutter. Um, you can rent it on Amazon. It's on shutter. It's on AMC plus. And, uh, so anything for Jackson was actually directed by a guy named Justin G Dick, who has directed about 30 hallmark, Christmas movies, and he decided he wanted to do an anti-Christmas movie, Christmas movie. Oh. So that is anything for Jackson, and it is set uh, in the winter. It, but there's a reason I think I think there's a reason why you don't see hol- uh, Christmas decorations. But at any rate, it was that was his his goal was to make an anti-Christmas movie, Christmas movie. Ooh. So those are the six movies to watch. And if you get a chance to go see Violent Christmas, uh, check that one out. I didn't want to make that one of these because I didn't quite know if I'd be able to get to see it uh, before we record next. But so uh, the six are Deep Red, The Children, Rare Exports, Krampus, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, and Anything for Jackson. And extra credit, and then the apocalypse. Uh, I yeah, I would have put that in there for you, Jimmy, but I'm just not a fan of that movie. It's one, so. it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I know I, it I is. love I it know. so much. Yeah. Hey, Chris, my friends in it, say go see it, watch it. It's amazing. Love it. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I think that's all I've got. Any uh, anything else? No. We we will decide before Mark's next pick. Uh, what we're going if to do Mark gets if Mark gets pick. a next pick. Can I say uh, something not... really, really quick yeah. about that, though? Let's let him have another pick. Come on. Let's do it. I, I, I'm I, I'm for, yeah, I'm for Mark. I'm pro Mark. All right, so he, that's, that's Jimmy's yeah, vote. Yeah, that's my vote. <laughs> Joe, what's your vote? Uh... <laughs> In the thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down. Oh. I tried, man. Mark didn't get to it. No, hey, no, Mark no. Didn't get to thumbs vote. up. Mark, you don't thumbs get to up. vote. It's your, so pu- it's a 50, it's your punishment. No, no, it's not a no, yeah. no. It's a thumbs up. So it's 50 well, 50. Let, let the listeners wait, decide people, then. I don't think a convicted felon gets No, the, they the usually term. don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a trial, yeah. you don't. They, you don't get does to the accused. The does the accused it, get to vote? And and you want, and you want, friend of the show, Brian. Who picked? What was the last pick he did? Rob's Rob Zombie movies. Oh my God. You want friend of the show Brian to do it? If hey, if friend of the show Brian picks the next, I I I say he's on for the show. Um, also, maybe to talk maybe, about the film. Maybe Catherine Catherine Haran. Catherine Haran. Maybe she should take Mark's pick. Aww, mm-hmm. Poor Mark. I'm sorry. I well, tried. <laughs> We'll talk about it. We'll, we, there's plenty of time before your next pick, it, Mark. Guys, it's uh, Christmas. It's a Erotic thrillers. A, erotic thrillers. You're not helping yourself, but it's it's a time <laughs> no, of forgiveness. No, you're not, it's Joe, a holiday. Mark. It's a holiday. Hey, <sighs> I, I got I, I have I have a I have a suggestion. Let me let 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 me talk to let, let Mark, you and I get together. Let's pick something good. I'll, I'll give you. I do pick. think what? that Mark's pick. What I gotta go be, to school. For Mark's picks? picks should probably have to Mark be approved by the council. Okay, never mind. Never <laughs> from now on, I'm offering my help, but you mm. know, I was gonna do Carnival of Blood, but you know, that's okay. all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's it for this time. Uh, please go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy our merchandise. We have uh, T-shirts that are on sale this week. And my book, the Kindle version, is on sale for 99 cents as Yay. well uh, this week as well. So make sure you get to the website because any day now, Mark's going to have those two blog posts that he promised. Yeah, we can't wait. We can't ago. wait. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. Thanks, guys. On the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it didn't get caught up in my spam filter. Yeah, yeah, we'll be looking for those. It's probably too big to email. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Dude, sure. Dear God. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess that's it for this time. We will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Night. Good night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be butchering a lot of names here. I, I killed one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was thinking of you all the way through. The mummering. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that one uh, was, yeah, it was, it was bad. There's really nothing to say about that. Uh, one, one quick, he's spitting, you know, and he's sweating and racism.